maniacs. Um, although I would still love to be in Mexico, it does feel absolutely amazing to be back in the studio and to be back with all of you. For all of you that are new here, this is the Saniac Podcast, where we host live weekly recaps of MTV's The Challenge and give you a weekly roundup on all the best bits from the Challenge universe during the week, something we like to call our precap. I am Shawnee Suisa, and I run a podcast network, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Zach Calhoun, who's coming to us from the East Coast. We are coast to coast. My people, my people. <laughs> Hell Yeah. Um, feel free to add us on social media if you disagree with us, if you agree with us, whatever you want to say about our episodes and what we have to say about the challenge. Please let us know. We love good debates. Our fans definitely know that. Um, and let us know where you're watching from. This is my favorite question every week because we always get some random person from Texas or somewhere or another dropping their location in the comments. And I absolutely love to see that. So drop your location in the comments for us. We'll come back and read through the comments throughout the week, throughout the month. So if you're watching this on the rebroadcast, playing this live right now, or listening to the audio, just so you guys know, we do check these comments frequently. Um, and if we don't, you can just tag us. All right. So before we get into our precap, we have a few announcements. Uh, I just want to say a quick thank you. Massive, massive thank you to all of our fans who have been super patient with us this month. Um, I think I think that, you know, the fact that we had to cancel two episodes, push things off, delayed Wi-Fi problems, all of the above. Uh, you know, you guys were patient through it all. So I appreciate all of that. And we are we're excited back. to be... Cool. Yeah, Shawnee's been on like a that. vision quest, and uh, we're gonna go strong from from you know now till the end of the season and beyond. <laughs> it's definitely not a vision quest. I went, I did eight and a half months in South America. I think that was more of a vision quest. <laughs> you were in South America for eight and a half months. Yeah, South and Central, literally me and my luggage. You um, are world traveled. Man. <laughs> I was in Saint Lucia for a week. <laughs> God, that must have been rough. I can't even do a week long vacation. It hurts me. <laughs> Oh, my God. It literally hurts me. I'm like, fuck this. It's only been a week. Anyways, yeah. So thank you, guys. And we are definitely back. We've got content that's going to come at you guys. I know all of our social media has been a little bit quiet, but that's over now. That is over now. Another announcement. Happy birthday to myself. (laughs) Mama is 26. Woo-hoo. Uh, I'm very excited to be turning 26. This is four years away from Forbes um, under 30. So hopefully that will be coming true sometime soon. Uh, this is a very exciting day and time. I won't be doing anything too crazy tonight, um, but I will be lighting up for all of you people out there. All right. Shani, I, I, I do have to respect you for blazing a trail, going through, being being 26. <laughs> As a 23-year-old myself, I have not yet reached those levels. Yeah, it's hard for you to understand how us older people feel. You have lived a lot of life that, that I have in, in the three years that you've been alive longer than me. So it's, it, I will take like your guidance and your wisdom. You know, <laughs> let me know how it comes for you, how 26 goes. I'll be there someday. Somebody fucking save this one portion of the episode right now. This is gold. Zach is basically conceding his whole life to me. Um, <laughs> all right. So quickly, Zach, you want to touch on the episodes posting and all that good stuff? Yes. So this is how we're going to do it guys. Um, as you know, we so we do our thing here and then that goes right to the podcast feed and we really love like anyone that supports the podcast and the downloads and the subscriptions and the five stars and all that. And we have left you guys hanging because as we mentioned, like things have been crazy. I've had stuff going on. Shani's got stuff going on. She's been in like, she's been on like seven different continents. I think there's only seven continents. So she's been on all of them. She's been in 
been to Antarctica in the last two weeks. Um, so oh, yeah. I really want to go to Antarctica. Yeah. So we are in terms of episode posting, we're behind and yeah. we skipped one or two in that, in that time frame. So what we're going to do is this one on. So this is episode 14. We are going to start posting episodes from 14 on until the end of the season. And then beyond that, we are going to definitely post our two grunt guy episodes because those were very popular. And I know that people probably at least want to listen to them if they can't go back and watch all the tea spilled. So we got that going. We Sorry, have what? someone here from La Ceiba, Honduras. That is crazy. I love Honduras. I fucking love Honduras. One of my favorite countries. I had to go to La Ceiba in order to get to Utila, just FYI. I fucking love your country, mister. Just FYI, Utila, Honduras, best place in the whole world. Probably shouldn't say it on the podcast because it's like a secret location. Now I'm just ruining it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, but... you just blew it up. So that that's Gabriel. Gabriel from Honduras. Yeah, Honduras? I'm not sure how you pronounce your name. Gabriel, Gabriel. whatever it is. But I, yeah. I, I think it's Gabriel Mejia. It's definitely and, not uh, Gabriel, though. It's Gabriel. We fuck with you, Gabriel. <laughs> we I'm appreciate from it. That's how we say it. Um, <laughs> we're gonna post. We're gonna post this episode on the podcast feed within like the by the end of the week. Yeah, um, easy. And then we're gonna go straight forward weekly with our recaps getting posted to the feed, and then we will have like special condensed. Grunt, we might do the Grunt Guy one and two together and just release it as one big episode. And yeah. that'll be at the end of the season. So when you're having like a little challenge withdrawal before the next season starts, like two weeks after, we're going to post those. Yeah, you can come back to those episodes. Um, all right, quickly to respond to all the people saying I'm ignoring you. I am so sorry. My inbox is inundated right now. I've been trying to reply to as many people as possible, but it just hasn't hasn't been happening. I'm also at work all day today and stuff. So please, I love you guys so much. Thank you all for the wonderful birthday wishes. It warms my fucking heart. It really makes me feel so great. Um, and I will get to you guys all soon. Love you all. All right, so let's jump into our precap. We have a little something to say about the grunt guy in this episode, um, and it's just something, it's, it's almost an apology um, on my half, not to the grunt guy by any means, but to the fans, uh, and that's because throughout the past few weeks, while a lot of factual information has been coming to the surface, there's also been a lot of not necessarily lies, but just exaggerations and things that aren't confirmed. Um, and, you know, I feel like I sort of started the momentum towards this uh, pitchfork, the grunge, the grunt guy type vibe mm -hmm. that's been going on. Um, and I, I feel bad that I set it off in that kind of trajectory when I really wanted it to be something that was more toned in. I think I was super amped up that first night that we did the podcast because, uh, you know, there was so much being sent to me that was just horrific. So obviously my internal justice instincts were just like, ah, must, you know, solve this problem and and go after this guy in all ways I can. And I think that did a disservice to the fans and a disservice to the situation that we're in. So I just want to remind everybody that while this guy has done some really horrific things, let's keep it to those factual things that we know that we are confirmed and let's not just spew stuff that either people have told you um, or things like that um, or if you do want to say those things but they're unconfirmed make it known that they're unconfirmed and that's the most important thing that you can do is to just keep things at a level head and and keep everybody sort of calm and and even keeled so what happens in in a lot of situations like this where people are trying to make a difference and and they're you know fighting for a cause um, in in this case you know we were putting information out there to right wrongs and to kind of expose shady business dealings. But, you know, th this happens all the time in, in all different kinds of things where people are trying to do something good 
and they have lots of people supporting them. Mm -hmm. But as it goes along and things evolve, like the intentions kind of get lost, you know, and like you said, that pitchfork mentality takes over. And unfortunately, in the end, it almost kind of dilutes the cause. Yeah. So we have to like really walk a fine line. Like, like we're trying to share factual information um, and, and like just make actual changes that essentially recompensate people with money that help the challenge community. Uh, you know, we don't want to go doxing people or throwing like crazy accusations that have no basis to them. Yeah, that's definitely the main intention when we bring it back down to it is getting people their money back. And that is 100% my goal. I know a lot of people have had uh, bank bank reimbursements or chargebacks and things like that denied because of the the delay and how long it was for you guys to do those things. So those really are my priorities. It seems like from the recent sort of semi-lame post that the Grunt guys put out there, in my opinion, um, on his social media platforms that he's trying. He did also email me. He hasn't sent me back. Um a reply to my reply yet which is really funny because he he really reached out originally wanting to speak and and all of this stuff and yeah, he promised you like a one-on-one interview yeah you, yeah you were gonna like be the nancy grace for yeah him. yeah yeah definitely yeah. i don't think we would do it on air but i definitely did want to talk to him because what's i see no harm in it uh, when really my intention is to make sure that all these people are are paid back. So I do think that he does not realize what he's done. He's still sort of in the mindset that it's okay because he didn't intend on taking the money. So just clearing everything up, Josh, it's not okay. You do need to get the money back. And the step one for all of this to make things right is really just start responding to people in a timely manner. So all these people that are looking for refunds, don't just leave them hanging until you have money. Respond to them. Answer these emails. Be a customer service human being, okay? And reach out to those people. And that's really going to put a lot of people at ease in terms of, okay, he's actually trying. He's doing this. He's doing that. For everybody else that still can get a chargeback, though, that's the best that's the best method you can go about it right now. That really mm-hmm. is a chargeback from your credit card company or your bank or a dispute from PayPal. If after all of those things don't work, then it really is going to be in the hands of him. And so we do need to have some patience with him um, and hope that he can step his fucking shit up and realize that this really isn't something to mess around with. Um, and hopefully, hopefully he does. Um, but let's just keep things as factual as possible. He is in the wrong and let's keep it that way. If we start stooping to his level and start spreading lies, then we also become in the wrong and we don't really want that to happen um all right so we've got a little bit of chatter in the comment section a lot of people (laughs) want to know how my elimination went for alan's rivals season how'd you Uh, do people find out um oh did it happen just right now yeah i I didn't that's that's one of the reasons why i was running late i had to do uh my elimination with alan and uh, i think it went pretty well uh i'm not the best at math but i studied pretty hard for it so we will see what happens definitely wasn't math was it math (laughs) it was math um, another thing to note, uh, for people who have watched all of our episodes, you'll notice that like once about every five or six weeks, I'm emergency on call for my real job. Uh, so <laughs> might get a call during the episode. We'll see. It hasn't rained here today. So fingers are crossed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but if it does, I have no problem taking over solo. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll step out and help, you know, a customer whose basement just flooded with five feet of water. Wow, that's so sad. Let's go. All right, last week's episode. So we got to touch on last week's episode because we weren't here for last week and we didn't give you guys a recap and we just can't start talking about last night's without talking about last week. So this is we have a we're few gonna, things. We're do this quick. 
Yeah, we're going to do this really fast. So first things first, Kaylee's eyebrows. Just so everybody knows, I'm Moroccan. Eyebrows are one of the most important thing in my culture. Um, it might seem silly, but it really is true. And our home Wi-Fi is titled One Eyebrow. I think that's fucking hilarious. So just so you know, I had a very, very big connection to that scene. Kaylee, your eyebrows did look great. And by the way, these are not filled in ever. So that's just something to note. All right. Next up, Kyle versus Polly. This fight was a little bit boring to me, but it was kind of expected. I don't know what you thought about Zach, but. Um... They, they picked it up a little bit because they kind of played grab ass when Kyle and Brad got to the redemption house. So mm. I was expecting, like, like you said, I was expecting this. But honestly, when these guys are fighting, seriously, people. I cannot even pay attention to what they're saying because all I can do is look at the stupid bandanas that Brad and Kyle are wearing. Like there is just no, it, it's, it's like, it's like the scarlet letter. When you are on the challenge and you are a balding man, you have to wear these crazy bandanas. Hunter's doing it now. Johnny's doing it to cover his receding hairline. Brad, LeBron's been Kyle, doing it. I mean, Brad, yeah, Brad's got z- like zero hair left. So somebody, it was really funny. I, I think it was on a, on a Saniac thread on, on our page where, where somebody was saying like, somebody made a joke about people not having hairlines and someone was like, wait, what's wrong? What's wrong with Brad's hairline? And I, I said, well, well, Brad doesn't have a hairline. He doesn't have any hair left. So Brad's okay. getting old, man, but Brad's a lot older than these other guys. You've got like, they're all quite young compared yeah, to how Brad. How come Brad doesn't get old jokes? How come, you know, when you've got CT doesn't. and Veronica running around, you've got the cranberries playing, but Brad doesn't, you know, Brad, he's just like hooking up with 22 year olds. And nobody, oh my God. You know, been around so, since 2004. Him and Brittany are, are by the, him and Brittany are really done. Him and Brittany oh, yeah, are really, really done. done. Yeah, done. yeah. It's, there was a comment the other day on social media. Brittany posted, somebody asked, are you and Brad still together? And she wrote, fuck no. <laughs> so that's a clear, that's a clear, it's over, over and yeah. out. Um, but yeah, that was pretty hilarious. Listen, Kyle and Brad, I don't know or Kyle and Polly, like their, their fight was just a little bit lame. I honestly think that Polly's mentality towards like how he speaks about car and stuff is like really crass and crude. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I think car is such a sexual human being by nature. We've seen that throughout all the seasons that to her, like she doesn't mind it. Um, I'm going to save my comments for how much I despise car Maria Sorbello for later. So for all my, my fans in here, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, <gasps> oh, it's so crazy. I've been liking car. All right. So, Next up is Zach and Amanda. Or wait, quick question to the fans. Maybe you guys will know about this. So Nelson and Devon were talking about this last week's episode. They said that they both lived in Inglewood together, but I thought Nelson was from Texas. So if I'm mistaken on that, can somebody please drop it down in the comments if he's actually from Inglewood? That's quite cool um, that he's from so close to me. So I'd love to know about that. Um, but from yeah, Doesn't he like work at a strip club in Texas? I think that's his that current his thing? location. Interesting. Or at least that was his thing before he did like five challenge seasons in a row. <laughs> All right. So the next up is Zach and Amanda. I think this really was the big hurrah of the episode. It's kind of like the massive highlight of what was going on. This was epic. And if you listen back to what we said for weeks and weeks leading up to this, where we were like, okay. This is not going to work. Zach is aligned with different people than Amanda is aligned with. Amanda has way more power in the house. Zach is not willing to cede that power. Zach mm-hmm. has made very – people tend to forget that Zach has made, like, very questionable comments about women in the past. Like, I know that he's done a lot of growing up, but he also comes from, like, kind of a, a like, closed-minded background, and he's said things before. So, like, there's a lot of- 
I don't know if it's closed-minded or if it's like it's his. He's just sort of like a crass individual in mm-hmm. that way. I think he's grown up though a lot in that way. I agree with that. But I don't. I don't know. I think the first of all, it was just really funny to watch this whole fight break down because essentially they were both doing the exact same thing and then both being super pissed about the exact same thing that the other person was doing. So it was like watching. They're they're honestly a match made in heaven. Like they are a match made in heaven. It was fantastic two. television. It really uh, was. And man. It, it was like it was a range of emotions w- watching this whole thing go down. And Zach, I just I cannot believe it. I cannot yeah. believe that he was just ready to go, man. Just ready to walk in there. Well, because I think to Zach it was different. First of all, I'm I'm reading so Tina, I'm reading your comments. Um, I honestly don't think he's that misogynistic. I think this people are trying to label this as like he's anti-women, like this this one instance. I think from his other examples in the challenge, we could say that. I just don't necessarily know that this is really the case. Um, and from other people that I know who actually do know Zach say he's an amazing person. So while one producer might think he's the biggest asshole on the show, they mm-hmm. could say the same thing about you know how somebody else is the nicest person that somebody else hates. So those are personal he's opinions. And yeah. I mean, that's he's, what makes good television. He's not he's a complicated, but okay. Yeah, he's not a I think person. one thing, one thing that really is that really stuck with me the whole time was just the fact that Amanda said that her friends would never vote for them before Zach's friends would vote for him. Mm-hmm. And while I would actually agree with that to some extent on other seasons, depending on how the numbers are played out, I think in this particular case with how many people are in this Lavender Lady, Young Buck, whatever the fuck, alliance, there's just too many that it's inevitable that somebody in Amanda's friendship circle is going to have to turn on either them or one of their friends. You know what I mean? So I think that in this case, the fact that Zach has less alliances and if anything, he only has really one team he's not down to say, Mm. um, I think that should say, like that's, that's actually more accurate in this season than what Amanda's saying because if it was like maybe Amanda and Ashley and Hunter and everybody else was like Johnny's team you know and it was like Leroy and all those other people and there was no other Lavender Lady Young Bucks then I actually would be so agreeing with Amanda right now but it's not and the case is and the way that it actually is laid out right now Johnny and Tony are in a way more desperate situation that they actually would guarantee like their number ones wouldn't actually ever go in from them so Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a weird it's just a weird situation that Amanda would say that because Amanda's actually a really smart person. So I just don't understand how she broke it down to say that her friends would never turn on her when her friends are already turning on each other. Like they're already doing it. You know what I mean? This is already happening now. So I don't know I how she they were felt so safe. I think they were viewed at the top of the alliance, close to it. Um True. I think Sylvia and Joss would have been the first team from that alliance that people would have would have cut off. And then from there, it depends on if it would have been Zach and Amanda or Hunter and Ashley. I think Shane and, and Nelson prove that they're like the de facto head mm-hmm. of that alliance. Maybe they took it over in the wake of, of Amanda leaving. I don't know, but... It's yeah. just a tricky situation. I just feel like something that Zach said that really stuck with me as well was the fact that he only has one team he's not saying in, whereas Amanda has like four or five. And it's mm-hmm. a, if you go into a season, you're playing, you know, a, a partnered season, you have to make some compromises. And I think it's fair to say I have one team I won't say. Everybody has one team they won't say. And you know what? Maybe to Amanda, Ashley and Hunter were that team because Ashley is her closest ally. But imagine if the roles were reversed and it was only 
Ashley and Hunter that Amanda had in that in the entire season. It was only those two people. And then it was like one of Zach's many friends, you know, and he had all the other teams on his back. And Amanda only wanted to not say that one person's name. Like, I think that it would just be if the roles were reversed, Amanda would think that it was insane, you know, and I, th- I think maybe her bias got caught up and sort of clouded her judgment because she's actually a smart person, in my opinion. I do think she's made some mistakes. I totally agree with that. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It just felt like it felt like a really reasonable request on Zach's behalf. And it felt like it was the only proper way to compromise in that situation would have been if Amanda conceded, even though it does make it sound like that I'm saying Amanda would have had to concede. It's just because the way the numbers lied. Like, had this played out any other season, I think I would have had a different opinion. It's just a tricky situation. I think people are jumping on Zach as if he doesn't ever want to listen to a female or, you know, throwing in all these other reasons onto it, which might be true in other instances, but I just don't think that... You know, I just I just don't think that this is the case. And I think people are trying to look for misogyny, you know, because it's Zach. So it seems obvious and it's this and it's that. But we got to look at the real you know, we have to look at strategy here. We have to lay it all down like it's a fucking map and figure out what the actual best way to go about this is. And then that's the right decision in the challenge. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily a matter of like friends and this and that. Um, and I don't think Tony would have sent in Zach. Why would he? It's it's almost it would be the stupidest thing he could do. It's his only freaking ally other than Cara Marie and, and Maria. Cara Maria. Cara and Marie. Car yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um listen, at at this point, I ride with the Lavender ladies uh real fucking hard. You fucking would. Um, they're against everyone that I don't like. So I'm just gonna walk that line. But you realize you're now in the majority opinion, right? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> things happen sometimes. Like sometimes we find it's called strange bedfellows. Uh, All right. Listen, I usually go against the pack, uh, but now I have the numbers and the people are against us. I've been accused of being a bully in my life as well, several times, in fact. One one thing to note about the lavender ladies, because a lot of people have been giving them crazy shit um, and comparing them to JEK. First of all, I don't think it's comparable to compare, like, the ultimate trolling crew to just, like, really dramatic human beings. Um, while well, J.E.K. I... pretty much confirmed through a bucket of piss on Sarah, so... Right, but all of the Amanda shit that they do... All of the shit that J.E.K. do, right, while I think it's actually way worse what they have done, all stemmed from a place of their fucking idiots and want to laugh and yes. want to have entertainment right whereas the lavender ladies come from a more emotional standpoint so i think that there's a difference there and i think people are also really labeling a lot of what the lavender ladies do as like pure evil but they're not pure evil humans they just like in any people... in any human being in any instance any human being can be turned to do things that they would never imagine that they could do i know for a fact that there are some certain you know cases where i could be in a situation where I would turn to become a bully. It's true. I would. I could eventually be that human being. There are potential cases where I could be. And all of these fans online that are going psycho at the Lavender Ladies with, honestly, language that's far more vile than the Lavender Ladies ever said, claiming that they have the moral high ground while shitting on the Lavender Ladies in this horrible way. Look at yourselves in the mirror. Yeah. You're doing Those the exact doing same thing. Kara stands. Those are the people who are doing it. <laughs> people take this shit so literally. Like, I want to watch entertaining television and people fighting is entertaining. But you know what I respect more than that? 
I respect people who, if they say they don't like you, they actually back it up. Like Ashley mm -hmm. and Amanda, they don't like Kara and they fucking walk that talk. Unlike Kara and Johnny, who acted like they hated each other and they're best friends. Do you remember in the first episode of the season when Kara was like, gee, I wonder who could be my partner? Maybe Johnny, he exposed me on national television. Oh, really? You're his best fucking friend. Why would they make you... Why would they make him your partner, Cara? All right, but these vendettas are very loose. Let's be real. This like that could have been. To, it's real to me, damn it! It's still real to me. Like if Ashley or Amanda had partnered with Cara, that's a fucking real vendetta. The current real vendettas deal. they've got paired up are shitsy. And, and we've we've come in on this before too, because like that is why Rivals One is fantastic. People yeah. hated each other. CT and Adam hate each other. CT oh. and Adam, like dude, CT drew blood from him. Wes and Kenny, to this day, despise each other. Listen to Kenny's pot Challenge Mania appearance. Listen to Wes's Challenge Mania appearance. They hate each other. That's authentic. And there's like legal litigation involved in that. They hate each other. Do they hate each other that much? Yes. Le legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> they, Kenny said on Challenge Mania that if he, I, he said something like, if I saw Wes, you know, about to, in the middle of the street about to get hit by a car, I, I wouldn't help him. <laughs> Fuck, like man. it's so crazy how much i love them both and they hate each other yep. uh listen so i mean all right tina you're asking a few questions here yeah i do think that they go too far but you know what that's for tv and i also think that there is some sort of level of acceptance that we have to acknowledge for our own viewing entertainment to some degree mm -hmm. um and i don't know i i just think people give them a lot of shit and the way that they give them a lot of shit is worse than what they actually do in the end so just fans need to chill out like they, just relax all of you guys need to just relax um, who am I rooting for? I don't know who I'm rooting for. You, I, you can say it. You I, can say it. All right. Who am I rooting for? What? Like currently who's in right now? I would love for Cara and Marie to do well. <laughs> I'll give you that. But that, but that is a lot. But that's a lot less because I like Cara and a lot more because I have loved Marie since fucking day dot one, St. Thomas. I absolutely adore that girl. She was unreal on her real world season because on their real world season, a lot of people weren't drinking. And I was like, oh, my God, that's me. I don't drink and I have fun. So I thought that was really cool. I love their real world season and I loved her on the challenge. And I always fought for her to come back. Always. You can research my name and challenge fans. Like those are my first fucking comments and posts. I was a hardcore Marie fan. So I am. I'm rooting for Marie and Cara. And you know what? Because of Marie, Kara has grown on me this season, unlike any other season. You used to love Kara. I've always hated Kara. Never, never liked Kara. The only I've wanted her to win during certain times because she was paired with people I loved, like Cook and stuff, but I never liked Kara at all, not even remotely. So this is all very new for me. Um, and I, I wouldn't say that it's because. I wouldn't say that it's because yeah, I love Kara that I'm teaming up with them. And Tina is so right. Calhoun, why do you look like a mess when Shawnee looks amazing? Tina, I look like a mess because I'm doing this podcast by candlelight right now. I couldn't get proper lighting going on. Sha Shawnee's in a very properly lit professional studio right now. I have two softboxes. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in a living room with a Yankee candle that's lit right now, so... <laughs> <laughs> all right all right okay so let's get into the actual episode i think we've um we've talked about this we'll get more into it probably i'm sure it will come up oh santa's in the house you you know this comment section's about to get litty what with santa he's gonna take him 30 yeah. minutes to type one thing and then he's also <laughs> gonna have to like -na -na. all right so <laughs> okay so let's go into let's go into last night's episode so we got the main house Hold on, one more thing one more thing uh i need to give a big shout out and you will respect me for saying this uh shiny who we shout out to Devon 
for the previous episode when she did the following, which I am now incorporating into my real life. When she looked at Ashley and she said, for all my people watching, fuck you, bitch. Incredible. Wait, wait, wait. How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? Fuck Fuck you, you, bitch. bitch. Do you have to do it with this hand? You, You can do it with either one. Do you want to see something cool? So you know how you can do blood? Yeah, like that. All right. Well, you could do Pablo, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think you, you can see Mexico? it. I think it's like a mirrored video, so you guys probably can't see it. But, yeah, you can do Pablo if you just do the blend and you flip it around. Um, holy shit. I need to do that, though. Fuck you, bitch. Bitch. Uh, we need to turn that into a GIF. Um, yeah, kind of went like that. We, we need to... <laughs> Yeah, we, we definitely need to work, do. Uh, we need to work that that in. Like, that needs to stay. That is awesome. Mm. So, moving into last night. All right, so we start off in the main house. Ooh, shout out to Brittany Simile. That's my partner. That's my rival. Yeah, she hates you, doesn't she? Not anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, us. Cara and Marie. See? We're like Cara wow, and Marie. Wow, wow. So She's cute. Cara. <laughs> well, actually, I've won before, so I guess technically that makes me Cara. I refuse to accept that reality, though. Wow. How does that make you feel? You're Cara. Honestly, that's overwhelming. Wow. Stemmed where? All right. So <laughs> no, we start off at the main house. We have a note from Zach to Tony. It was like a freaking, what's it called? Love letter. It was quite cute. Brent, um, look it up. It's GIF. Shani, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. It's it's GIF. It's GIF. It's GIF. It's GIF. I, I said GIF all the time. The person who invented it says GIF. I'm, I'm dead serious, y'all. What, do you say me, Memmy, too? That's funny. I'll give you that. Look all, right. all right, all right, all right. So then he gets a love letter from Zach. So Tony and Bananas are reading this thing, and it's like, you know, don't lose, da-da-da. It was really quite emotional. I thought it was really cute. Um, and honestly, I was just sat there thinking, like, how crazy is it that Tony and and Bananas just lost their two teams? Like, literally, their, their two full teams that had them pretty much are now gone with Zach and Davon leaving. So that's, like, a pretty big hit for them, considering they have nobody else left in the house. So... You know, it's it's kind of like go time for this team. They have to start winning or they're out. That was a good spot for the Lavender Ladies in that elimination because, like, if Amanda and Zach came back, it was still going to be okay for them. But if mm-hmm. Corey and Hunter – or if, if Corey and Devin came back, like, Corey and Devin are 100% in their camp. True. So they, they, knew they, they knew they had pretty much a two out of three chance of getting a good team back. And Day and Jose didn't really have good odds to win. True, true. Um, all right, so then we have the Young Buck – by the way, honestly, the fact that I keep saying <laughs> Lavender Ladies and Young Buck is just so fucking annoying. <laughs> I know. Everyone's trying to brand themselves. Can we please discuss just briefly the time in the challenge when alliances used to be secret, when they yep. used to be something you would, like, collude with people about? Yep. It wasn't something that you would just, like, announce and then label and then post all over social media and then have, like, fucking T-shirts that match. Like, that was never a thing. Alliance- I agree 100. Um, it's crazy. Like, Shane, Tina, Rachel, Veronica, they didn't have a name. Did they yeah. have a name? No, they didn't have a name. They just called no. them the Mean Girls and shit, and, like the yeah, witch girls. That's that's like they weren't calling themselves the Mean Girls randomly uh, on camera and shit. Yeah, the, the Young Bucks. I'm not really down. With JK wasn't that known until later. Like I and don't remember know, yeah, that they J- labeled it JK. They never referred to themselves as JK. Never did. And then just recently on social media, because they were all hanging out, and I noticed that the, that Johnny was tagging it JK. But like they never did. I don't think. Do you think Kenny has ever once referred to him as the himself as the no. J Alliance? No, I guarantee no. not. Probably not. No, either. 
that shit was never a thing. And honestly, like all like it's just really crazy to me how nowadays like this stuff is just so on the open and it's like booyah we're gonna like there's less conniving and i don't like that i want there to be more secrecy i want them to be more low-key alliances like that's what i'm looking for in this shit so if it's all like big alliance versus big alliance coming out to these challenges it's gonna be less enjoyable for all of us to watch Uh, i love the way that wes handles alliances i try to do the same thing in our virtual games but nobody ever aligns with me so it never works i would have aligned with you in vendettas but i don't trust you all right (laughs) So then we go into um, Devin talking about, like, what happened. So I guess this is the story that happened, that that he was originally supposed to be Banana's partner, but then his father passed away. So within that first 24 hours that they were in South Africa, he had to go back home, you know, for everything. By the way, our biggest condolences to you, Devin, Mm -hmm. um, and your family. It's really sad that that happened. Um, So he had to go back. So Banana's was left without a partner, and then that's when Tony came in. Um, So Devin coming back. So Devin was actually originally intended for the season to be Banana's partner. and that, that was pretty crazy, just the fact that now he's back and he can go against the vendetta he was supposed to be teamed up with is, like, in a way, it's sort of interesting. Um, why are Corey and Devin vendettas, though? Can you explain that to me? Because I don't remember their <laughs> fucking The fight. way that they tried to say it when TJ was like, Corey sent Devin home in Dirty 30. It's just like, dude, Corey had to send three people out of four home. Wait, that's why. That's why. That's why they they made Corey and Devin. No way. That's what they found that they put as like why they're they're fucking vendettas. They're just throwing darts at a board. They're like, okay, we can fly in Corey. We can fly in Devin. Let's do it. Oh my god, that's actually crazy. I did not know that. That's what they were trying to say. Okay, that's like the shittiest fucking. See, these vendettas suck, honestly. Because not only are they not really vendettas, but they have the strongest right and biggest mutual enemy they've both hated bananas for like yep. since the dawn of time yep. so it's it, to me that that's just insane Anyways. cooper in the house cooper's saying there's rivals three beef they fought over uh, over cheyenne really that's that's unconfirmed i mean we know what Corey was doing with cheyenne on rivals three yeah they like had but that was such a mild beef like i yeah. don't know that i don't know um all right so then we go into redemption house uh, and the first thing I thought of seeing this Redemption House is that the fact that Redemption House is now fucking stacked. Like, the people that are in there right now is crazy. First of all, are there more people in Redemption than, yeah, it's, it's starting than the to, main house right now? It's starting yeah, to look like pretty, that. Yeah, it's starting to get pretty crowded in there. And they're all really good teams, so it's going to be interesting to see how they play it out. Like, how many people come back into the game. This is probably going to be the final Redemption since we're getting so close to the wire here. I think the, the, cha- the Redemption Challenge to get back into the house should be that... Like it should be one guy and one girl comes back into the house and everyone has to shave their heads and whoever has like the most weight in hair gets back in. So then it's like, all right, Brad's got no chance. Kyle's got no chance. Oh my God, I would kill that. I would kill that. Johnny would definitely make it back into the house. Um, That's my second bald joke of the balding joke of the night. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you. Um, That would be sick. Paulie doesn't have a lot of hair either, but he might, he might triumph in that group. I mean, I would kill that. Obviously, Kaylee and Cam would come back from that one. Um, okay, so we get into Redemption, and they're, like, telling people the story of what happened. They're explaining that they were the power vote, and now that they're in the house, you just see everybody's face, like, a slapped ass. Like, no one even knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> like, they're all just so fucking confused. Everyone is literally wide-eyed, probably the same eyes as Brad usually has. 
Um, and they they just don't know what's going on. So it's it's funny to have to watch them explain now this story only an hour after it all happened to all these people. Because uh, it's like a shitty story to have to explain. Um, all right. So then we go into Daily Challenge. Uh, daily Challenge, Daily Challenge. What goes up must come down. It's pretty ironic. Um Daily Challenge title after this whole thing that just happened with Zach and Amanda. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little uh, shade thrown by production. Overall, is like if you were in this challenge, would would you be challenged by this? Like 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 would you find this difficult? Because I feel like once you get over the height, at, I mean, I I feel like the the hardest part of that challenge was obviously running up the building. Yeah. Um. But like, it just wasn't know, that creative. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't it wasn't that yeah. It wasn't that challenging, I'll give you that. It wasn't anything that like would like there are some challenges that they do that I think to myself like there's no fucking way. Like the ones where they were um going across the cars. Yeah. Above that, the water. So I broke I broke my tailbone once from jumping in water. So I have a real fucking you have fear. You broken your tailbone jumping into water. Yeah, in Thailand there was like a ridiculous like 40 foot or 20 something foot like jump into the water. Um so I I did that because I thought it was cool and I did not land properly and my tailbone is still broken to this day. So it's mm. like this whole thing that I have to always deal with. Um so I just I I don't know those kind of things are much more scarier to me, but like yesterday's challenge was just really poorly put together in my opinion let's give you guys the breakdown i know a lot of you guys don't watch these episodes before you watch our recap it's <laughs> fucking hilarious um so we have a 200 foot tower inside the tower is this super narrow staircase that they have to race up once they get to the roof of the tower one of them is suspended off of the side looking down 200 feet at an answer key to a puzzle that's like on the ground once the puzzle is complete, basically, okay, so basically the other person who isn't hanging over gets shouted out all of the the answers to the puzzle. They have to assemble it. It wasn't that big of a puzzle, so it didn't seem like it took them that much time. Um, once the puzzle was complete, then the person solving the puzzle joins the hanging person facing down on the side of the tower, and then they both sort of rappel down, but looking downward, um, down the side as fast as possible, and the fastest team to make it down wins the power vote. And since Kara and Marie had that disadvantage from the last challenge, they had to get through a locked gate before they could climb the steps. Uh, And they have to find the right key. They got like 55 keys or something. um, And then they had to pick the right key to get through that lock and then start proceeding onto the challenge. Um, I actually think if they had done that for all of them, it would have made it more challenging. Yes. Um, I, I love that some people are saying that that Marie out. Um, <laughs> Every time Shani's hands appear from her drapes, it brings me it brings me such joy. It's really That's fucking a very funny Tina thing to say. Actually, this is my um, grandma's. Actually, it's like a poncho. I fucking love it. Like it's got a hood. Oh, that's that's pretty balling. That's like something Stevie Nicks would wear. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you just did that. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so this challenge was interesting. I think obviously the hardest part physically running up the stairs, but it seems like, um, Shane and Nelson got it done in about a minute something. So that was pretty fast. I don't know if production was lying on that, but that, that seems pretty reasonable uh, in terms of the steps going up and then hanging off the side. I don't know how you feel about heights. I don't love heights, but I don't think that that was that hard either. No, like once you get used to the height aspect of it, you know, you're just like, you're harnessed up there and you're, you're in pretty safe. And then, and, and, and then what you just read it off. It wasn't like the most complicated puzzle in the world. 
Yeah, it definitely wasn't. I think I actually wish that the puzzle was an actual puzzle, like where shit had to connect to each other, and you know, it was it was like something like that. But it was it was just these little triangular pieces, and then they all had sides to them. And then if you just labeled the sides and where they all go, then you slap those back onto the wall, and that's it. And I don't know. It just seemed like a weird challenge. But you know, this feels to me more like the norm of the challenge they do than the shit that we like. Like, mm. what what's the stuff that we like? Like that elimination where um, Shayna Nelson was the last one that we saw, or was it? It was two eliminations ago when they yes. had to hold the things with the sticks. Like that kind yeah. of shit. That's the shit we like to see. That's that's more entertaining. It's more enjoyable. Um, so hopefully they start bringing those things back. It seems like they're doing better hosting eliminations than they are um, on challenges and challenge design so um okay so let's get into the actual challenge how they all did we got Corey and Devin. they go up seems like they do pretty well until they got to the wall from what i have gathered online though the red rope was uh jammed and it was much slower so all mm-hmm. the people on that side were going a lot I was slower noticing that too, yeah and i noticed that um then we have ashley and hunter their communication is like fucking hilarious to me like the way that they speak to each other it's like some old hillbilly texas southern married couple that's been together since like i don't know the fucking 60s and this is how they communicate with each other um then we have cara and marie so considering they have the disadvantage i thought that they did pretty well cara is so consistently dramatic about how they perform i don't know how you feel about this i know you hate Cara in general but from like an unbiased standpoint the way that she works herself up about how poorly they do makes them do worse and I don't think she realizes that because it's not like they do that bad. She just hypes it up. She like over exaggerates it. Um, she has not. She just has not performed in general very well this season. She's right, but I don't think that she's like. I don't think that she's. I think that that's all been in her head though. She she keeps getting so caught up in her mind that she, like during a challenge, like during the stick challenge, right? It's like just go find another fucking stick. Like relax, breathe, see what other people are doing. Take a stick from the other cage that's right next to you she just gets really amped up and hyped up during the actual challenge she ends up doing worse but but it's only because she thinks she's doing bad but she's not actually doing bad it's a really weird sort of juxtaposition of like reality to perception that's going through her mind um and yeah she definitely does panic a lot all right so um marie killed it on the wall we don't know if it was just because that rope was easier though or not but she did do an amazing job i hope people you know give marie some props um, Shane and Nelson, I think this challenge was like made for them in a nutshell. Uh, I mean, they, I mean, they they killed it, and I really thought they were going to win the power vote, but I also wasn't like that worried about it because I knew if they didn't win the power vote, that you know they still had the numbers, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, well, this also was something to me that when we were talking about how they would have done if Jose and Devon had picked them for that water elimination. Yes. So to me, I thought that we could safely infer that they would do really well in that elimination because of this particular challenge. Cause it was really similar. One person had to say the key to a puzzle to the other person. They were sort of hung up and strung up uh, apart from the water. A lot of the elements were there. So I do think that they would have done good on that elimination now watching them perform that challenge. So then we have Joss and Sylvia. Sylvia has a hard time going up the stairs. I fucking feel her. Those were a lot of stairs. Yeah. Um, Sylvia hanging. I think that was the first girl that hung up that was in the girl girl guy team. So I thought that was pretty cool. I think it was a smart move as well because Joss has a harder time communicating. So mm-hmm. that would be a hard position for him to be in if he was the one having to say what the answers were. Um, and then Bananas and Tony. 
All right, I know you're probably going to have some thoughts on the yelling of the this colors. This was awesome. This was awesome. This is strategy. Uh, Johnny, listen, I don't hate Johnny. He can act like a real bitter bitch sometimes. Um, so <laughs> like when, whenever, like, like John, Johnny, it, it was great strategy. And every time I watched Cara, like standing there with her arms crossed and like her little boo-boo face on, I her, got a like, little hand on her head. Yeah. Just like, Oh, little Eeyore Cara. Oh, they're hurting my best <laughs> friend's feelings. But Johnny and Tony did overcome. Uh, they put up a great time and they won. They I enjoyed did. the gamesmanship uh, from everyone else. They and... won by 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds. Were you sad for Shane in that moment? I was, but like I said, I knew that, like, I knew the strategy was clear. Mm -hmm. it, it was like, if Johnny hadn't have won, they were going to throw Johnny and Tony in. Mm -hmm. um, and if they, if Johnny did win, they were going to throw in, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to throw in Cara and Marie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that, by the way. It definitely was strategy. Yelling out the colors, there's no rule that says you can't yell out the colors. Like, no. just because they didn't think about it before, it doesn't mean that now they can't think about it exactly. now, you know? You find, that is the, like, reality, reality game show competitions, that is part of what it is, is, is finding, like, ways to outthink the competition, like, finding ways around the system. Like, here are the rules. How can you bend those rules to your advantage? That's, that is what this show's about. It's what Survivor's all about. Um, 100%. I'm sure it's done on Big Brother. I've already told you guys I don't watch a lot of Big Brother, so I don't really know. Well, the difference on Big Brother is that I think alliances are far more secretive mm -hmm. and everything is much more under wraps. Like the, the whole concept of having these teams and like, you know, they're working. They have none of that kind of shit. There's They don't have open number ones that they tell people about all on Big Brother. So I think they wouldn't heckle as much because... Because they wouldn't want to, you know, expose their alliances. I do think that because of the situation that they were all in, alliances were all out in the opium, you know, fucking uh, young buck and lavender ladies. I just hate the name so much. I think Greg said it like you have Twitter now. So obviously you want to like brand your shit and just. Uh, <sighs> yeah, but there's only so much branding. Like I love lavender ladies, but it's the young buck. Like having to say young buck. a lot. Yeah. I hate. How, how young are we talking, by the way? Do we know how old Corey is? I don't know. I just hate saying that. I don't know why I hate saying the name Young Bacala. Okay. So Corey's it every time probably I say what, it. like 27, 28. He's not a young buck. Uh, Hunter it has a receding younger. hairline. I'm sorry. I said I was done. That's my third receding hairline joke. I'm sorry out there to my balding people. <laughs> You've mentioned it um, so many times. Oh, oh, my God. Look who knows Corey's age. I'm oh, so, he's 27. I'm so dead. Corey's <laughs> oh number God, one knows how old he is. Corey is 27. All right, that ain't that young. Um, I might I, hire him as a personal trainer. I need a trainer in LA, and he's a trainer in LA. Corey looking, oh, I mean, you know, he's not as bulky as, as he used to be now that he's a dad. He's I'm not he's trying to be bulky. Out. I'm trying to be lean. I need to yeah, be Corey's lean. Corey's leaning out. Um, he is so a dad. Yeah. So yeah, he's not, he's not young. He's not, there, but it's just the whole name, like young buck. I just can't stand the name because the way they say it too is just so annoying. At least the lavender ladies, like, I like the name Lavender Ladies because that's what Irving used to call me, Ashley, and <laughs> Shelby when we would shit on day in the group. Um, also, Lavender Ladies, like, rolls of the tongue. Young Buck is, like, fucking annoying. Yeah. Anyways, so... Um, Br Brittany, I, I see you. <laughs> that is young. 27 is not that young. I believe she just had a tw her 27th birthday the other day. That's my, that's my partner, like I said. Ooh. Track of these things. Happy birthday, Brittany. I'm sorry I missed it. I've Brittany, been living in the clouds. You're both older than I am, so happy birthday to both of you. 
<laughs> yes, we're both older than you. That's right. <clears throat> you and Santa. Um, so, yeah, so since alliances were out in the open, I do think it was a solid strategy to play. And I don't see why not. I'm surprised Tony and Bananas powered through that because that seemed like fucking annoying to have to do that kind of challenge while hearing that kind of shit. It's like when you're counting a bunch of money and someone's yelling out a bunch of numbers. That's really frustrating. So mm-hmm. I was impressed. Good job. Um, you know, they win there. That was pretty solid work. Um, so then we go into the main house and we get Shane, Marie, Ashley, and Sylvia all playing cards. And this seems to be the start of a whole lot of trouble. It's quite enjoyable. So much like you, I've always been a Marie fan. Um, I've never understood the hate that Marie gets because she's an entertaining character and she she kind of like embodies the old school spirit of the show. She does. Um, I will say like this is this is the first episode. Obviously, there's there's you know some Kara stuff that plays into it, but like this is the first episode where, where Marie and Marie fucks with our podcast, so we fuck with our hardcore. This is the first episode where she kind of annoyed me a little bit because it's it's like, and I think she'll be the first to tell you that. You know, she was just kind of being weepy and being bitter. Like you're, you're in that spot. I'm sure when you're in the house and you have nothing left to do and you know, for like two days that you're going into elimination, yeah. it probably gets to you mm-hmm. and you're drinking and just kind of complaining about it. It kind of, you know, I, I was like, listen, accept your fate. There's nothing you can do. Um, okay. But I, but I have a question for that because I think that the way that it like I just I honestly didn't understand why Kara and Marie were the next targets in that list I understand alliance wise but strategically it made no sense for me that somebody like Shane and Nelson are trying to get out the girl girl team first before they're trying to get out like Joss and Sylvia who Mm -hmm. are obviously way bigger competition or Devin and Corey I just I didn't understand how they had fallen so far to the bottom because Marie's really good friends with Shane it's not like they're not it's not like there's like a hierarchy of the friendship there. It's just a hierarchy of the alliance or the power in the house. So I feel like if Shane had, Shane has a lot of power in the house. He could have banded together to say, well, why are we going to get them out? They're going to be an easier team. Like it just didn't make sense for me strategically why they were the next target for yeah. a lot of these stronger teams. It just felt like a really dumb move. It felt like it was like, I don't know, playing friends as opposed to playing the actual game. And that, that seems really unlike Shane to do so i was kind of surprised about that if, if i I'm i think his his like that was that was the move uh, and and he you know he just he did what he had to do it was business and and he knew it was going to be tough like a tough situation but he did but is it not easier for him to go against marie and cara in a final than it will be for him to go against Corey and devon i mean or like Joss and Sylvia, like those are teams. I, I, that- I think when 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 the hyper focus is taking out Johnny and taking out all his people and just changing the game like that, then. Um, all right, I see what you mean. I, I do get that, and some of the people that sh- like Shane and Nelson view themselves as they are the strongest team left in their alliance. Yeah, you know, they, they are a guy guy team in their alliance, and they're both in in really good shape. They've been doing really well, and they have other people with them who they feel like they might have an advantage on. By the way, uh, if uh, I think the elimination results for rivals are going to be announced soon. So can somebody oh, yeah. just come in here and tell me in the comment section if I got eliminated or not? Just let me know. Thank you. Yeah, we would appreciate if you could drop those here. So hopefully Zach If, if I get eliminated on air, that's going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> oh my God. That would be really sad. Well, I got eliminated while you and Billy were on air once. That was oh yeah, that was epic. That was crazy. I'll never Ooh. forget there's like a screenshot of both of your faces like, yeah, we'll we'll see if this is equally uh, epic. That's yeah. that's you lost to Rachel, right? That was 
I've lost her so many times. It's yeah, actually was, fucking ridiculous. I think that's been like three or four times that I've lost to her close to a final, too. That yeah. girl has taken me out. We have, we have a proper vendetta, although I like her as a person. Um, okay, so so then we go into the night out. Oh, another point I made during this is what time of year can somebody please... Oh, you're... Oh, are you serious? Wow. This is a um, sponsored break by Shawnee Suisa. I'm sponsoring this moment of silence in order we to... lost by one point. Remember Zach and Brittany in the Rivals online season that just happened. They are no more. I know there are many people out there who are very happy and that Zach is out. Wow. I would feel the same way if I was playing right now, too. So I, I definitely understand. I um, got two really, really easy questions wrong. Wow, that's sad. Alan asked me, what are the first five digits of pi? And I said 3.1456. I said 3.1411, and it's 3.1415. 3.1415. And if I would have gotten that, we would have won easily. During Vendettas, I memorized like the first 12. I forgot them already, though. Because I figured Amy would ask that kind of a crazy question. I memorized so Lame much shit during sauce. Vendettas. Lame sauce. Lame sauce. Um, Alan, if you need someone to come in for a country uh, or a geography mercenary, I'm always down. Can't play a full season, but I can definitely come in to shake things up. I would slaughter you all in a country limb. I would actually kill you all. Okay, so Damn. let's go back into the show. Uh, something that I'll I try and try and get it back on track. Filmed March to us. May. Okay, so it makes sense now. If it was March to May that they filmed. Um, then it makes them that they're not that tan. Like, they're never at the pool. There's never pool scenes in the daytime anymore. They're, they're not tan. None of them are fucking tan. It's crazy. It's as if they were there during winter. But that is more like fall for South Africa because their summer ends around, uh, maybe around April, March-ish. Like, it starts getting colder then, I guess. Um, it would be cold by the time it was May, likely. Uh, but it was just so weird to me that nobody was tan, nobody was sitting at the pool, and they're always going out. So they go out again, another night out. We have Ashley versus Marie starting on this whole like stupid thing while they're out clubbing. Um, and I wonder, what's your take on this in perspective to Ashley being the one telling somebody else to like chill out about being sent in? Because Ashley's not a very calm person. No, she has. Uh, she's done that a lot. Oh my god! A lot. Do 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 you know what I hate in this? I'm <laughs> sorry. So I'm still sad. stuck on my virtual game. I <laughs> yeah. hate when people like GG you when they're like, "Good game, guys! You did great." Oh my god! I hate when people say that like, shit dude, to me. Shut it's up. Like, shut up. We're competing. Don't <laughs> GG me. I'm thumbs downing this right now. This is yo. You guys are getting me so real right now. Who 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 did you go up against? Who'd you go Jamie. Against? Who Jamie Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she would GG you. Jamie's like one of those nice people. G-G. She'd be like, oh, oh good beat job. by a point GG. Wow. I got beat by a point by Rachel so many times. Honestly, my heart breaks when those ha- things happen. It's fucking sad. Although, FYI, you know how many hosts have rigged seasons, just so people know? Like, people rig shit all the time. <laughs> I know it's less common now because we have more stand up individuals hosting. Shout out to Amy. Shout out to Alan, hopefully. Like, I don't know if I can. Hopefully. We'll see. Um, but just so you guys all know, Sometimes if you lose, you didn't really lose. Um, okay, so let's go back to the let's back to the show, Zach. I have a joint to smoke yes, my car. Yes, let's let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I personally think it's super hypocritical, but so much of the MTV world, like hypocritical, could be the name of our podcast. That's that's how often this concept comes up because 
It's like every like not only are their fans hypocritical, the cast is hypocritical, production is hypocritical. They didn't send home Sylvia. She headbutted Marie. Like that's hypocritical in a nutshell. I mean, there's so many things that are super hypocritical nonstop about this. So yeah, obviously I think this was one of those instances where Ashley's trying to tell Marie to calm down. It's like, come on, Ash, you've been in this situation so many times before. Yeah. You know that that's not the way that it's gonna happen. And then on top of that, um, I I just don't understand the loyalty to Corey and Devin so strongly when, like, the Young Bucks and the Lavender Ladies never always got along. Like, they were not always aligned. I think now because they've intermeshed their teams and stuff. But it's just really weird how all of a sudden they're all acting like they're everybody's number one for, like, the past 30 years. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just a really weird ambiance going on with that alliance as if, like, they're never going to break. They're acting like they're never going to have to turn each other and all this shit. It's like you're already going to. You already are right now. Like, can't you see that? So we'll see what happens. Um, Then we got Marie and Sylvia starting. And that starts at the club, and then it continues into the main house. And something that I think is going around right now is the fact that Sylvia is like a weak female and da, da, da. and we've mentioned it before we don't think that we think Sylvia is an underrated competitor she's a pretty yes. solid decent she shows up for eliminations she's had some crazy ass showings on the challenge before that people underestimate loads and she's just really smart she figures things out you know the tuk-tuk ride all that kind of stuff she figured out um, with her mental acuity far higher than a lot of the other people who might have brute strength but Sylvia Without fail, whenever she's voted in to an elimination, she goes victimy. She gets super sad. Mm -hmm. She, like, cries about it. I'll never forget when, like, Dario sent her in. Was it Dario and Rafi or someone? And she was like, but why me? And he goes, why are you entitled to not going in? And she kept being like, well, why me? Like, And he's like, this is this is the definition of entitled. She's like, I'm not entitled. I just don't understand. It's like, that's you, you are. That's literally what it is. What you're doing right now is being entitled. And it sort of like clicked in her head, I think, slightly. But it's true. You know, all of these people coming at Marie right now for being upset about going in are all the same people that are the worst when they get sent in. Minus maybe Kara, because Kara actually is the worst when she gets sent in. Um, so I don't know. Like, to me, it was just all really crazy that this was all boiling over onto Marie. You said you were annoyed with Marie about this, but I wasn't really. I feel like it was just so, like, the reactions were so shitty. The reactions were so strange. <sighs> she's just, like, she's complaining during cards. She's complaining when they're at the bar. And it's it's it's... Just like, I mean, when you have that few teams left, when, you know, what, what, like Marie didn't, it's hard to say, like, like, like Marie's in, in a team where, where Cara is running the team and Cara is, is in the worst alliance of all time. So like you're, you're going to be a target. No, but it's not because that's, that's by default though, because Marie's alliance didn't want to have their back at all because they hate Cara so much. It's not like Marie's choice. Like Marie wanted to run the team. She was stuck between, yeah, she was put in a hard spot. Um, but man, like she could, she could have gone about things the way Amanda did. Like, look how fiercely Amanda fought her partner for the right to her alliance. Marie was like more willing to go along and, and play nice. And But I don't think that's because Marie's weaker. I think it's because she realized at one point that she wasn't in agreement with her actual alliance because her alliance started making moves that like Marie just didn't agree with at all. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with you on that. Obviously, like there are methods to be done, but I don't think Marie's one to like keep quiet if she wanted to. Like I think she agrees with all that stuff, and therefore she did. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I hope they fucking win. Um, all right. So then we go into the main house. 
um, into the kitchen and you have Sylvia headbutt Marie in the chest. It didn't look like anything that crazy or they go test to chest and then she like headbutts her like right here in the nose area or something. It was Yo, just really I strange. loved the shit they were talking to each other. When, <laughs> like I, I want to rewatch that scene when they're up in each other's face and Sylvia's just like, yeah, come on. Why, why don't you get in my face again, bitch? And then headbutts her. Raw. I, I find it. I just find it so lame when somebody like comes up chest to chest with someone. It's like, what the fuck do you think is like gonna happen? Like, what are you trying to accomplish right now? I don't know. It's just a really strange instance. I was hoping that Marie would have like fallen over and made it out to seem like it was a really big deal. So that way Sylvia would have gone home sent home because that's one person that Maria Marie and Cara don't have to go through in order to get to the final and so obviously I'm all for that even though I do love Sylvia and Joss I actually really like them as a team I was rooting for them at the beginning they've just been like quite wallpapery this season um and slightly boring to watch so I I wouldn't have minded them going home and I'm surprised that MTV kept them in because I didn't think that they really favored one or the other it's not like they were partnered with Johnny so I was confused why MTV let like gave them that leniency maybe it was something with the format they just couldn't they couldn't like sacrifice the team with the format in that moment. Yeah, or something. they're always kind of wishy washy with 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 who gets what and 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 yeah, like when when they're when they're kind of screwed, you know, they're screwed. People always point out the fact that other people have had partners brought in for them before, whereas like, you know, Sarah's gotten screwed multiple times and kicked off off of a season because of her partner. I love when which, that happens. Darling. Which is like I I you know. Sarah having to leave because of Trishel and having to leave because of Vinny. By the way, have you seen that Vinny is like in a coma? In a hospital, yeah. He had like a like heart failure. Wow, Saniac Podcast, our well wishes are with you, Vinny. I'm so sorry for what's happening. I and mean, it was so crazy. weird because people, people were talking about this like on the Facebook groups and some and everybody like why are people so obvious? Why why do people take what happens on this show so literally? Like everyone was like, didn't you get kicked off the season for ripping a girl's shirt off? You know. I guess this is karma. It's like, dude, he's gonna die. Yeah. He's got, like he's got a family. He's going to die, and mm. you're still thinking about like him drunkenly ripping off Mandy's shirt in 2009. Yeah, like clearly, like, clearly something that he, you know, is not necessarily like part of his character. That was just like, obviously, he got sent home. He, you know, he had the consequences for his actions. It's nothing to do or has no bearing on the fact that he's in the fucking hospital now. And also. On this exact note, this is something that happens nonstop in the groups that really disgusts me constantly. Okay, mm-hmm. this kid, Jacob, shout out to Jacob. I know you watch these on occasion, but the things that he says nonstop, like I will be living for the day that he does not put a super negative comment about somebody on these things. Mm-hmm. It's like we were talking about Are You the One People? And he was saying how um, I made a post about how they're all crazy this season and da da da, and like whatever. And he comments, like, I wish that, you know, they find somebody to treat them horribly and, like, never have love and happiness in their life and that they, like, people are as mean to them as they are. Like, all this horrible shit. Like, just, just like, wishing that somebody, like, is now somebody that clearly needs help and could improve in life is now going to get shot on nonstop in all different directions. So I was like, okay, I don't wish that. I don't like them currently, but I wish that they grow. I wish that they learn. I wish that they become better people. I wish eventually they find love. Like all of these people, all these fans online that are so nasty to the cast is crazy to me because you're just as bad. You're just as bad. By you wishing death upon cast members or wishing that they like are in abusive relationships, which is essentially what he was saying. Like how can you wish that a woman is in an abusive relationship even people if she's like a bully at, 
people look at what essentially amounts to five minutes from someone's life that is put on the television screen. And that's all they talk about. That's, that's all they think about. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. How can you, how can you justify that? And it's like, everyone's saying that Amanda is like the world's worst human. It's like, look, look at yourself in the mirror. There is probably no human being that is too good to ever stoop to a certain level in this world. Like there are, there are conditions and stress and different variations that can be in your environment or who is around you that can cause you to do crazy things. And people are acting like those are hundred percent those people all of the time like that's exactly who they are that like embodies them in a nutshell it's like no it doesn't and you know what if they continued their beef on twitter a hundred percent the chances are that they're trying to like beef up ratings they're trying to just gain a lot of you know make make the juice flow more in terms of the fight and it's all for our entertainment it's all for like these things like that but i mean it's just crazy what people wish for them and you know not everybody is a perfect human but if you wish negativity upon somebody else in order to make their life worse, that's on you. Like you're being a shittier human being than they ever were. And, and that's not going to help anyone. If anything, you should want only positivity for these people so they can learn and then contribute better things to us. Like Amanda think, has like a job. She's, she's a, a nurse. <laughs> like she gets up every day and goes to work. And cares for people. Oh, man. This is one thing that we've asked since episode one, like be a smart reality television watcher. Yeah. Like, like understand that good reality TV requires a suspension of disbelief, but it also requires you to not be an idiot. Mm. Mm. To, like to just, just watch, watch the show from, you know, just, just understand that, that there's, you know, this is television. It is. And it's entertainment. And it's like, people who have to have to live every day that's uh. yeah i totally agree i th i think that it's 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 like a part of that and you know, I, I know that a lot of these people carry out their personas from the shows onto social media and stuff, but it's just like that's that's part of building up the show's brand. That's part of like doing the things for um yeah, but so what, Robert? So what if Amanda wished death upon an innocent animal? So say, fucking you know, what? People, people say that shit all the time. Stupid stuff. I've like, told people, some of my closest friends, like, go fucking die. You're being so annoying. Like, leave yeah, me the fuck it, alone. I've said that to people. Like, I, I just do, I just don't understand how people can justify that. So she made a passing comment while wasted off of her face that a horse should go die. Obviously, the horse isn't going to go die. It's like a random thing to say, you know? This is like what people say. They over-exaggerate. They get heated in the moment. But to hold that on to someone and then to, like, start badgering them on social media, some of these people have to block all their comments because people get so nasty. It's crazy. And also, two rights don't make – two wrongs don't make a right. Just because somebody else is evil, so you have to be evil too, that's even shittier. That's a shittier like, I, mentality. I don't want to go down the hole of hypocrisy because when one person says right. something, you can always – point and say like they've contradicted themselves in the past like like johnny and cara i've pointed out several times like they say stuff and they complain all the time mm -hmm. and they're contradicting themselves from past seasons so you can always just point around and say well okay well amanda said the horse should die but guess what so-and-so said i'm just gonna leave it there like i'm not even thinking about this two weeks after the fact i mm -hmm. don't care i'm watching this to be entertained 100%. I so agree with you on that. It's the rabbit hole. It's the hypocrisy yeah. rabbit hole. You go all the way down the hole. And I've been there. You go I've all been there. the way down. The people that I don't like, I love pointing out when they're being fucking hypocrites. But uh, I am not going to mean tweet at them and all this shit. 
Santa, you can go fuck yourself. It's not just a horse. Horses have feelings. I actually love animals. I'm a vegetarian since I was seven years old. I'm all about the animals. All about the animals. <laughs> yeah, Michael, that, that, that's great. That's good. Co high comedy right there. Um, all right. So let's go. Let's go back into the main house. Um, we got TJ coming in. This is this is after. So this is the day after that Sylvia headbutts Marie. And there's not a drop from TJ about the whole instance. So this is how, you know, MTV is playing preferences because it's like any other instance, any other case, he would have said something, whether or not he would have ripped into them, whether or not he would have made a comment or whatever. He would have said something. So they're clearly trying to just sort of keep that quiet. Um, so we, then we get into voting, um, and we have basically we know. I mean, everybody know who everyone's going to vote for. They're all they're all throwing it onto Car and Marie. Um, so Tony and Bananas went with Hunter and Ashley, and everybody else went with Car and Marie except Car and Marie voted for. Um, do we know who they ended up voting for? Who they ended up throwing their vote for? Did they? So they voted for Hunter and Ashley, okay. and then Johnny and Tony voted for um, Hunter and Ashley as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So they tried to do it on that, uh, um, stack it onto them, but obviously that didn't work. Um, in this voting moment, I know you probably have an opinion on this. I thought it was really cute. You have Kara and Marie, like, getting adorable and apologizing no, I, 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 to each other. I'm going to talk to Marie about this next time. Uh, next time she comes to our live, I just I didn't appreciate it. I'm sorry, Marie. I loved it so much. I thought it was fucking beautiful. When Marie you get the actually... car virus on you... I'm 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 gonna have to hack your limbs off so it doesn't infect your entire body. The car virus. All right. So uh, when I when Shane had sent us that cameo video, um, by the oh way, oh my some... god, we haven't even talked about this. <laughs> Guys, go to our page and watch it. This is a funny Google recap because we keep watch. having so many side notes. All right, so that <laughs> that that cameo video originally was paid for by a fan. A fan paid Shane to explicitly talk shit about Zach. They they wanted Shane to only <laughs> shit talk was... Calhoun. That's literally what the money was paid for. They didn't want a complimentary video about how Zach is super astute on a podcast. They wanted pure shit talking from Shane <laughs> to Zach but because, because I love our fans because Zach is such a good fan of Shane and a Shaniac and Saniac in his mm -hmm. own right then Shane ended up sending us that really fucking amazing cameo and I absolutely loved it so I instantly reached out um, and sent Marie a Facebook message because we're friends so it doesn't go to other um, said thank you to her I was like please pass this on to Shane I sent him a message but it's probably another etc cetera, etc cetera. and she forewarned me that this week's episode was all about her and it was going to be quite killer so I was pretty excited for that so mm -hmm. Marie supports us in loads of ways and Shane does also I thought that was crazy Crazy. They do, uh, but Marie, you are gonna have to win my respect back. Um, no, she doesn't have to do shit. All right, fine. <laughs> I still love you, Marie. Still you still got you. my respect, Marie. You still, you know, you really still pushed. Uh, you still pushed uh, Derek and and uh, Sam into a plant, and I support that. <laughs> No, can we just talk about the plant? That? That's I, a I fucking funny is, fight. That's a funny fight. I know this is like the episode of non sequiturs, but like the best part about that whole thing is when Sam is like on the ground selling it. Like for all my wrestling people out there, Sam's selling it like she just took a stone cold stunner and she literally just like fell backwards onto a plant and she's just like sprawled out. And when Frank runs over there and Frank's like, oh my God, Sam, are you okay? Sam, Sam, Sam. 
Honestly, that whole interaction was so funny. I'll never forget that fight because it was like the plant. Like the plant was like the biggest deal of the whole flight. Like that was the buzzword of the moment. All-timer. That was a great one. We're going to have to go back through those. Um, okay, so then we go into Armageddon. They announce the results. Obviously, the lights go up and Car and Marie. We find out they were the... Um, the most voted and then we get TJ so people said that this was TJ throwing shade but I actually thought this was TJ throwing some respect on Marie's name because he was like he made a comment that basically said really different from you know the cigarettes and whatever mm -hmm. that, you're, that you're usually into like things like that like ba like throwing it to Marie as if she used to not be good but now things have changed so I thought that, that was kind of cool like it was like TJ TJ's building some respect for Marie now. TJ always throwing comments out there about the cigarette smokers. You remember when he did the same thing to Bird? When, yeah. when she... <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, oh, to Anastasia. Was that her name? What was her name? Yes, Anastasia. But yeah. everyone called her Bird, if you remember. Yeah, because she looks like Bird. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was honestly hilarious that he's had he's had this consistently as well. Didn't he do that with Katie too? Or am I dreaming? Uh, he mm, might have. Or Katie may have said that about herself. I'm not thinking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he clearly doesn't like cigarette smokers. I wonder how he feels about weed smokers. TJ well, we know, we know our policy on the show. Like, if, if you're an active cigarette smoker and you're on the challenge, I fuck with you 100%. <laughs> that's, like, true athleticism. Yeah, because you're now adding a whole bunch of entertainment to us. Like, Ashley and Amanda. Um, oh, yeah, they're smoking all the time. They're, so like, heavily props. smoking. But yes. I don't know. I don't know if they smoke that much out of the challenge or if it's because they're in that environment. Like, if I wasn't a smoker but I was in the challenge house, there's a big chance I'd become a smoker in the challenge house. Like a big chance. Let's, let's think about like what current challengers are smoking on the rig. I don't think a lot of guys smoke. I think CT and Tony are pretty much the only guys that are smoking cigarettes. I think um, Joss probably does. He's a Brit. They, most of them smoke. Oh, uh, see, there's you. Kyle, Kyle 100% smokes. He's probably like, he's a Jordy. He smokes to the He's desk. a Jordy. He smokes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we know that or they have jewels. We know that obviously Marie, Amanda, Ashley are all smoking on the reg. Um, hmm. Sophia? Do you think Kayla smokes? Like Kayla's got a cigarette voice. <laughs> she does she have that like sort she of puts a, down some packs. Either a cigarette voice or a cocaine voice. It's <laughs> the jury is still up. Um, Which, by the way, can can we please stop booking events with Kayla and Mikey P? I'm What's not everyone's paid, issue with that though? What's wrong I'm with not booking Mikey P? I'm paying money to see Mikey P. But it's not like you're. It's not like it sounds like the tickets. Wait, is his name Mikey? Is his name Mikey P? I might. Be, I might be confusing him with somebody who was on Survivor. No, yeah, yeah. His name is Mikey P. It's Mikey. His last name is P. It's, That's why they call him Mikey P. Okay, well, Mikey P was on Survivor too, I think. But anyways, was um, he? Okay, but I don't. I don't see the big deal because it's not like it's an added ticket price because he's there. Like it's not like all of a sudden they've raised the tickets fifty dollars because Mikey P's. We got Mikey out. P here from Naked and Afraid. We're gonna have <laughs> to jack up the ticket prices. Mikey P's on. It's gonna be fifty dollars more. Hey, everybody, hope like, you're okay. They're with treating it. him. They're treating him as a as a selling point, and it's like, damn, you're you're telling me I can't get like. They're a not treating him with... as a selling point. They're treating him as an afterthought. They're putting they're putting them on there like two days before the cast list. It just happened that it was um, people, are, people are putting their eggs in the in the Mikey basket. 
Greg is saying that Johnny Mosley was all about that weed on Bots One, which I'm so not surprised with. That guy looks like he's just nonsense. Oh, that guy. watch that season back. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure there, there were just probably like bricks of weed in the house, like for everyone. Like when when the power <laughs> went out from the hurricane, it's it, that's that's my favorite season, guys. So I'm, I'm oh my god, yeah, I remember that, and it was like crazy. Yeah, every everybody was probably just drinking and getting high, and and they had like that crazy like tiki toga party i would have been honestly if there was well okay so where are they now they're in south africa weed in south africa is very easily accessible and it's super cheap and drugs are even cheaper so yeah, it's like 10 dollar grams is, there santa's bringing it in the comments right now i just want to say that so Amazing. all right anyways we okay, will get so let's, this we'll get this train back on the tracks guys we've had a lot to say because it's been like two weeks since we've spoken we'll get it back on the tracks but we're almost done basically everybody yeah. um oh we got marie in the house oh, no. like, Marie, uh, don't, don't rewind. Do not watch back. Just watch from this point forward. I you can rewind. You. I was nice nope. to you. Zach's don't just being it. a little bitch. Marie, okay. I don't like Kara. I respect you. I loved when you pushed Sam into the plant, and you're awesome. <laughs> I just I hope that you and Shane are still cool because I'm a Shaniac. I think they're definitely still cool. Um, okay, so basically they got picked from everyone because the only people that didn't vote for them were Tony and Bananas, which was sick. They're like spoiled for choice. And boom, 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 they picked Shane and Nelson. You got to give me your thoughts on this. Okay, so I'm – I all right, after all the shit that I've talked on Kara for <laughs> weeks and weeks and weeks, I have to say this. Like I am nervous um, because for this I just – I am nervous for this a limb. I, I was not expecting them to pick Shane and Nelson and seeing like just kind of clips of what the a limb is going to be. It looks like a 50, 50 a limb to me. And I am like, I honestly think that Marie and Carr have a chance at this. And I'm really, really praying. Yes. Like I'm just praying. I know that we've used this fucking buzzword nonstop, which is the equalizer. I want the equalizer to be something ridiculous. So that way Marie and Carr win hands down over these two fucking boys. I want them to go to the final. This is my problem. I have put all of my like fandom and standom <laughs> yeah, you have. into being a Shaniac. And I have put... All, like the opposite of that into hating Kara. And if Kara eliminates Shane from this season, I will not hear the end of it. And that is why I am worried because I saw the clips of that elimination in the preview and I was like, okay, that's a very, very winnable elimination for Marie and Kara. And that makes me fucking nervous dude i so do i didn't not. can you tell me what the next time was because i didn't get to see it my um my link that i had cut out before it was the preview so okay I didn't know. so just from what i could tell um i've you know i know that i'm not as old as shawnee uh but i have made several american gladiators references on the show in the past so there's this great american gladiators uh competition where it's like a big maze and you've got gladiators hiding in the maze and you've got both contestants and they have to run through and it's like who can get to the other side of the maze first? And they're going like full speed through the maze, you know, and then all of a sudden you take one run turn, wrong turn and you run into like nitro and you run into turbo and they're fucking you up in the maze. So it kind of looked like that, except it was like, it looked like a maze. I think of like wallpaper and you're like breaking through it and you have to like meet Ooh. up. It was something Ooh, like that. It's that's like, going to be cool. That's like, if, if, if my interpretation of the game is right, that's like 50, 50. Um, great. It wasn't the eliminator. This was actually like a challenge before the eliminator, but like the eliminator is at the end. And there were similar things to that in the eliminator. Well, I think if Kara has proven anything, it's the fact that she can really hack an elimination. I mean, that girl is a great elimination. 
competitor. Yes. She she does really good in them. And, you know, it's funny that Nelson was, like, stepping up all angry. Like, how are you going to call me in? Like, check my elimination record. It's like, you're going up against Kara. Like, her elimination record is fucking killer. It's not, it's not like you're going... It's not like somebody's calling you out that's chump change either. You know what I mean? So he needs to sort of step back on that little high horse of his... I listen. I know who I'll be rooting for. I know who most of our fans will be rooting for, and they'll they'll be rooting against me. It's not that I'm not rooting for Shane and Nelson because I actually want them to fucking be in this season. But I just love Marie so much that I really don't want her to go home yet. Like that's such a sad, that's such a sad reality. And even oh, the worst part about the whole thing is that I'm pretty sure I've had the season ruined for me like a few times already, which like, is just really sad. Shane has never been to a final. He has such a good shot right now to make it. Oh my God. If he loses, I'm going to be so upset. Guys. That's actually really true because thinking back to all the times that Shane should have made a final, it's like really sad to think that he has been on this show since essentially like season two, one, whatever the fuck it was. It's Inferno. Yeah. So like, I'm going to be so upset between this, between Invasion, between Battle of the Sexes 2, between Fresh Meat. He has been so close. Oh my God. I love him in Fresh Meat. All right, well, we'll see. Listen, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, You know me, I love playing devil's advocate, so I'm always like underdoggy types. Um, So I definitely do want Marine Carr to win, but I can hear you on why you want Shane to go through. Listen, we want to know if your team Saniac which is rooting for Cara and Marie, or if your team, Shaniac, rooting for Shane, for Shane and Nelson. You let us know. Maybe we'll get some poll going this week. Yeah, 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 we'll definitely do. We're going to be doing lots more discussion-type content and all of that good stuff. Um, one thing that I want to touch on from last week's episode that I didn't cover earlier was the elimination. The actual, like, the actual competition that happened with the little icons that they had to take off the ropes. What's mm-hmm. your thoughts on the fact that that one the same icon didn't come off on both times and both times they had gotten almost all of them off before Devin and Corey and then you know I mean let's talk about this because I was thinking we were going to run into something like this you're you're thinking we ran into this is like uh for my NBA people out there this is like a Patrick Ewing NBA draft frozen envelope situation where people believe that the New York Knicks had been so bad that the league intentionally gifted them the number one pick uh, so that that the commissioner knew when he reached into the basket that he was drawing out the Knicks name for the number one selection. That is the theory. That stuff happens all the time, though. It's, like, super yeah. feasible. But yeah, in so, just in general, especially so in reality TV believing, production. Yeah, you're, you're believing that this this one was, was wound on there tight. They wanted Devin and Corey in that game. I think it wasn't coming off. Okay. I think that one was on there. I think it was, like, fully clasped around the rope, and it – it wasn't coming off because Davon even mentioned this in one of her recap videos about how she had literally taken her hand and like knocked it off. Mm-hmm. Like she had like t- tried to grab it down with her and it still didn't come off. Mm-hmm. And all of the other little idol things or icons or whatever fucking came off so fast. Like they were just boom, boom. Greg is ch- so Greg listened to Devin on the Smashing Heads podcast, which I have not listened to yet. So he, he's kind of setting up. So partially closed S-hooks. I, I have a pretty good idea of, of what those are and what those are. I have a feeling like. one was a fully closed S-hook. Because <laughs> um, I, could, I could tell that that's what was holding them up, but it, it seems like Devin and Corey had their S-hooks closed tighter. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that, you know. 
It felt very weird. I did I think kind of that- I felt about it the way that Rhonda's talking about, where it, it was it was almost like a weighted advantage. And I mean, like that, I was looking at Amanda is so light. I don't and- think so, though. I genuinely don't think so because it wasn't like, like Davon had actually reached to try and get it off. Like she had actually touched the thing. Like she had actually tried to attempt to pull it down. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, I don't know. And Amanda's like foot also kicked it. Like she, Amanda got other ones off, didn't she? Or was it all Zach that had gone those? I would, I think she, I think she got some would have to. It was just reject. really, really fishy. And I think the fact that I grew up with a dad that was in advertising and shit like that, I'm just never going to believe. Just that, kind of, yeah. Like, like the there was business just of this show and of reality TV is to manipulate a storyline. So. No, she didn't pull it down. She had like tapped it and then yanked it. And it would have come down if that was the case. Um, and and if an, even if it wasn't, if that was how it was connected on, then once it sprung back after she had pulled it down, then it would have flung up is the, the thing. Um, I'm not, I honestly like don't know. I really think that something really fishy happened there. And it's not that crazy to think that. I'm actually surprised that MTV hasn't done a lot more rigging in the past that's been more noticeable. At least for me, I haven't spotted the most insane amount of rigging. I have spotted it quite a few times. Yeah, there, there. there's some stuff that stands out. Alan actually wrote a really good article recently about that really stupid elimination on vendettas when Jenna and Corey went into elimination. Do you remember? Which one was that? Oh, the one that they fucking jumped off of the yeah. thing and they had to grab. Yeah. They had to Theo grab those balls. And, uh, Theo and what's her name? Annika? Annika? No. Anika. Anika. Theo Is that and who Anika. was? Yeah. Yes. And Alan was spot on. It's like just one of the dumbest eliminations they've ever done. Like it was so clearly structured in a way where it's like they had their two people that they wanted so badly to be on the show. And it's yeah. like, okay, we need to do this. We do not want Theo here. We do not want Anika here. Well, it was also just the fact that nobody even knows how they did in that elimination, really. Like, like you, yep. if they had all done it properly, they could have easily rigged the times to be like, oh, this exactly. person won by five seconds or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, the t- we're, we're clocking you on how long it takes you to jump off and grab all the balls and... But that's yeah. the thing is like this shit, so much of this shit can be rigged. I think that this particular case was super obvious to me. Like, it was just so blatant and apparent that that one icon wasn't coming off and i really don't think that that was some coincidence if it was like another icon um that was hanging off on davon's side that she couldn't get off also maybe but there's just no chance that having those many chances to go before devon and Corey had caught up that it would have been like that and greg made a comment that he thinks that devon and Corey's aztecs were slightly tighter and that's really possible what production could have done is made theirs all of theirs slightly tighter so it was hard for them to get all of them off faster but then made one of the other sides almost fully closed so it was impossible for them to get that one off um and you know there's a lot of ways for them to keep those idols on the rope other than just clasping the s hook fully you have to get crafty in your mindset guys like this is just not necessarily what's going to be on your screen is going to be what happened I agree a lot with what LJ said. I, I feel like if, if you go back and you watch the show, they used to be very transparent with like the times in yeah. the final, especially it was like, okay, in, in this amount of time. And you really don't see that anymore. Like you don't. look back at the invasion final with CT winning and with Ashley winning and, and, and there was just never any explanation of, of I really hated that final. I, I, that, I hated that final too, because how could you even know who won and why did they win and who, yeah. and how come yeah. people well, didn't know that Camilla won aggressively if, like, they could tell when they were there. Like, there was just a lot that was really, really weird. 
I, I have been yeah. saying, um, I have been saying the last several seasons, the finals have not been good. So mm-hmm. I am just not as impressed by the people winning. Like the 30-30 final was not entertaining to me. Invasion was not entertaining. Vendettas. Like just get back, like get back to it. You yeah. know, there's been some truly epic finals on the show of large scale and of small scale. I've always mm-hmm. talked about the Inferno final and the Gauntlet final are actually Gauntlet very final. entertaining. Yeah. Like the, and and they're in a much smaller scope. The Gauntlet three final is incredible. It's one of the and it was like a mile. It was one Wait, of those, remind me what the Gauntlet three was. That's, that the one that's, that's easy. easy dying. That was that's, easy. That, yeah, yeah. And that's that's CT getting in his face. I'll kill you. I'll kill you, easy. That one was so great because it was like they had just they I mean they buried their own grave by keeping easy around for so long yep. knowing that there was probably going to be some endurance in the final. Like have they ever been on a show all of them? They all knew it was going to happen. And and at the same time like the bigger finals have been epic as well. Ri- rivals the Rivals final is X's. fantastic. X's? Uh, X's? Yeah. CTNDM on the fucking snow mountain is, is one of the most wild. remarkable finals I've ever watched. That must have been one of my favorites because there was so much grueling activity. There was so many grueling activities during that final when they had to go into the icy water and the mm-hmm. overnights and all of those things. Those really that, got that crazy. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Um, so you can do a good final on both levels. You just mm. have to, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the thought process is behind it. Um, my big issue with what they've been doing lately is if you watch all the most recent seasons, they have this new thing that they're doing in the final now where it's like, all right, here's the group activity. Here's everybody sleds on the back of a truck and they act like you're going to be penalized for it. But really it's like, you're sitting on a saucer sled and they just want to have like, they want to have the epic shot of riding, but there's actually no competition aspect to it at all. I hate that too. Yeah. I hate that too. I love I love what LJ is saying. Definitely for sure. These comments are great. And it's true. Honestly, like a lot of this shit has changed so much over time. And do we have the solution for what they should do? No, but I can tell you for a fact that if they just went back to a few of the elements they had on some of those epic finals and brought those back, like just the basics, you know? A lot of that stuff was just climbing mountains, hopping into ice water, uh, standing on a stump. Two. Like Battle of the Seasons 2 is a great final. Battle seasons. Oh yeah, that was a great final. When they're like running through the desert, they're carrying tires. That was a great final. That's a great final. And Um, also, a lot of those finals that were for team challenges favored teams that kept more players in, whereas mm -hmm. now it sort of started to change. So I prefer when they do that, when they do that stuff. Like when Emily and – what's it called? When Emily and Jen were basically shadow luck because there were only two people on the cutthroat final, to me that was cool because it's like you got to keep your team in in order to do well at the end. And it's it's changed a lot of that over the years, and I think that they just need to go back to some of that good stuff. Um, And, you know, I mean, there's – it wasn't that long ago. Like those finals weren't that long ago. Rivals, all those, they weren't that no. long ago. You look, yeah, it, it's, it's actually crazy because like so many seasons have passed, but in yeah. terms of years, it's, it's not, not that, that long. different. Um, yeah. I think the way to go, at, because you can only scale things up for so long and now they're trying to be bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, they tried to do a three-day final, which was just horrible. Yeah. Um, I think you have to scale things back down. You have mm. to go back down. You have to make things more of a smaller scale, more simplistic, and you have to work with that, and that will be refreshing, and then you can ramp it up again from there, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. A really good final to me that's slightly scaled down but still really impressive was the – was it Rivals 2? Which was Cook and Kara? Was that Rivals yeah. Runner? Uh, yeah, it's Rivals 2. Rivals 2. So that, that final was really great because it was – 
one sort of route that they had to go around. They had to collect the idols. They had to do the checkpoints and things like that. And that, to me, is like a really controlled environment that production can easily set up in most environments and places around the world like there's a lot of there's a lot of settings where that type of final could work and it's somewhat scaled back it's not like they're you know climbing up a thousand I mountains yes you know what give I mean? us something like that yeah um, where and we can like, track it we can it's track like the it. whole thing is a giant puzzle it's a confined area they did that that was similar to the ruins as well it's like this is all yes. a big puzzle and and it's it's repetition and you have to solve it in a certain way um there's levels to it i appreciate that yeah, exactly. So that that's like that's a way that they can go about it, and I hope that they do. Um, and I, I hope that they, I, I don't know. I hope production listens to a lot of what, what the fans have to say because the fans throw out some good shit, and I've seen them catch on here and there. But in general, it just seems like production's trying to run too fast with a lot of mm-hmm. these, and they're not really putting as much time into all of them. Um, I know that season thirty three is filming i don't do they, they don't have any chance versus stars. Uh, they don't have any chance versus stars yeah soon but they don't have any chance versus stars happening yeah i don't i, I don't right? think we're chance versus so to stars. me that's kind of promising because it means mm-hmm. that s33 will be filming somewhat soon and then they won't release it until a little bit after so hopefully they take more time with it yep. so maybe they're starting to now realize they were a little bit too speedy with a lot of what they were putting out there. um greg, greg I, I agree with you 100 man like the the cutthroat aspects of this and the dual aspects of this season are, are great and the the purges and redemptions have really held this season back um mm. i agree with you 100 on that i don't mind redemption house as a part of the challenge format but i do mind when it just becomes like so overplayed where it really becomes all it is during the game all it is at this point is an excuse for them to still get tv time out of like bankable assets out of out of people you know they were able to get like five extra episodes episodes out of ct because he was but at the same time they shot themselves in the foot with ct because they had a stupid purge challenge a one team purge challenge Mm -hmm. for no reason one team yeah like they did that to themselves so yeah yeah you don't need that many twists um, all right, people. I think that was a pretty solid recap. I know we went on many a tangent today, but I we're, we're just happy to be back. One. We really were. Like this was a great day. I'm super happy to be back. I do turn 26 today, so it feels like a new beginning. There you go. And I'm excited to be back here next week. We're going to be in my studio. This is just like a much better and easier situation for me to do these consistently from. Um, and lots of content coming at you guys. Now that I am back home, I don't know if you guys noticed in the Saniac Facebook group, but we did post a uh, we posted something a while back asking if there's any topics you guys want us to cover for future episodes. Because we are going to be doing maybe a monthly episode, something like that. We'll start out of non-recap style episodes for you guys. So if you want us to go through old seasons, do any countdown type episodes, dive into certain strategies, um, or if you have various non-challenge related topics, I don't think we're going to be covering politics and things like that. It's a little bit not really um, what we're looking to do on this particular show. But if there's other TV shows um, or things you want us to connect, like how does Big Brother compare to the challenge or how does Survivor compare to the challenge, things like that, all those good topics, let us know. Uh, we will be putting up a poll some time soon uh, for you guys to choose the topic for next month's show so uh, definitely keep that in mind uh, as usual we do have all of our Facebook groups the lies and scams group with the grunt guy is still running please though go in there with some sort of uh, 
Ah, I would just say go in there level-headed. Go in there with a clear mind. Post your stuff. Don't get too crazy, you know, and talking about his kids and stuff. Yeah. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. Let's keep it clean. And let's not let's not let ourselves get into the wrong in this because he currently is there. uh, And let's keep it that way. So, uh, like, like I said at the start, at the top of the show, keep an eye out. We're going to have this podcast coming. This episode is going to be the next show that comes into our podcast feed. You can look for that in the next day or two. And, uh, you know, if you guys are not on the podcast feed, man, we would really appreciate it. That appreciate that, you know, throw it a subscription, five stars, you know, just give it a listen. Everything's cleaned up. Everything's nice and condensed for you. It's a good time. Yeah, definitely. And we're on all platforms. We're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, freaking everywhere, Spotify. ITunes, Spotify, all that goodness. Yeah, Google Play, etc. Um, and the last Facebook group, just so you guys know, is Reality TV Fans. It's a group. The admins in there are amazing. Shout out to all of the admins in there that have been doing a wonderful job uh, boosting discussion and getting things going. It's for all reality TV, not just challenge related. So if you want to jump in there and start talking some reality TV talk, definitely get involved. Uh, we've got lots of random facts and questions cool things that we post uh, on a daily basis so definitely feel free to get involved there and we look forward to seeing you guys next week drop any questions you have for us and we'll hopefully get back to them throughout the week all right everybody take care